Do your neighbors judge you when you run around like a madman to the mailbox? Are you spending the last of your paycheck on a book of stamps? Do you find yourself printing form letters at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, welcome to Autographers Anonymous. Welcome to Autographers Anonymous, a place where we discuss our addiction to the greatest hobby in the world. Let's go around the room. What's up, guys? It's Mike from the Autograph Network, a.k.a. The Godfather. And if this show was a sandwich, we'd be BLT, bacon, lettuce, tomato. <laughs> nice. What's going on, Stacy, a.k.a. The Dude here. And even though someone hit the X, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, we'll explain that maybe post-show. Um, my name is Zane Savage. And finally, the flannel has come back in season. Can't really see it much because I'm on the tiny screen, but I got the flannel on. A uh, big fan of fall. Get to cover yourself up. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get this thing started with new returns, Mikey. All right, let's see. Uh, we'll start. I got just a couple purchases this week. Uh, first one, I picked up discounted stamps, bunches of them. So got those off a guy on Facebook. Got them for a discounted price. So keep the TTM machine rolling. Uh, my other purchase was this guy, Mark Pavlich. I only need two players from the 1980 USA Olympic team. He is one of them. He hates signing. The other one, there's a big signing. Uh, most of the team is there. Uh, I sent off my four by six to get that sign from the other guy I need. So after that, I would just need Mark Pavlich because the other guy, uh, Bob Suter passed away, so I can't get him. But other than that, I will be done with that project if I could ever get Pavlich to sign. Um, before I get into that, I did get a nice package from Mr. Zane Savage. Autographs. There. Autographers Anonymous swag. Um, we got the cast signed photos. Everyone signed them. They're beautiful. Um, he also included some awesome stuff for autographs for Akir. I won't go through everything, but uh, cool Larry King signed milk advertisement. Back in the day, you tried to do all the milk milk ads, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It, it failed. <laughs> uh, cool Russell Simmons. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, this, this one I really like because... Most of us got Julia Ruth Stevens, who is Babe Ruth's daughter, um, but not many of us got Tom Stevens. So there's a nice dual sign, so that will go nicely. Um, there's program signed by Brooks Robinson. This is for the Vinny um, Finskill Golf Tournament. Eight by ten, the Fleetwoods, signed by everyone. So thank you, Mr. Schaefer, or not Mr. Schaefer, Mr. Savage. Um, did send a couple books too. Highlights here. Uh, we don't live here anymore. This is signed by a bunch of people. Highlights are Mark Ruffalo and Lord Dern up there. Right about my fingers. Two bold ones. And then this one. I'm a big iJustine fan. Um, she was huge on YouTube. But look at this autograph. This is... <laughs> that, that's not a scribble that's that's the ij autograph that you get wah, wah. 
<laughs> but very cool. Thank you, uh, Zane, for sending that stuff uh, no for autographs right here. All right, uh, new returns. I don't have a whole lot. Um, kind of a slow week for me. Uh, let's get into it, though. I did get a pretty cool Apollo 11 return. Not an astronaut, though. Uh, this is John Wolfram. And if you can see Apollo 11, I don't know if you can see the inscription. First swimmer. He was one of the four Navy SEALs that swam out to the capsule once it splashed down. So he inscribed first swimmer on all of them. That's him there. So pretty cool return. Um, on this photo, he is center man. Was that private address? Uh, no, I think that was on Star Tiger. Prepare to be flooded. Yeah, I know. I've, we, we can go into that. I've, I've stopped posting on online right now because I'm just tired of whatever. But um, surprise, she's still signing. UFC fighter Holly Holm. And say what you will, but I think this ranks right up there with the knockout of Mike Tyson as one of the biggest upsets. Uh, nobody gave her a chance against Ronda Rousey, and she pummeled her. Uh, so there's a couple couple fight photos from that one. Uh, Celia Emery, she was one of the Naboo fighter pilots in Star Wars, signed nicely in like a gold paint pen. Uh, May the Force be with you, which is also awesome when they add that. Uh, Bravo 5, uh, you might recognize her from that photo. I guess she's a pretty well-known actress in uh, in Britain. And she was just an extra, basically, in Star Wars. But there she is. They do that quite a bit. People are fans of the show, and they bring them in for bit roles. Sure. Um, Rex Wilhelm, astronaut. There's the standard portrait. Try and get something in space. There he is in Spacewalk, signed down there at the bottom, and the generic shuttle launch. Uh, John Hawk, H-O-C-K, is most known for playing uh, Jason in Friday the 13th, Part 5. So he signed that one. The poster uh, nicely changed pens because of the dark photo with the Jason 5 inscription. Uh, done some stunt work and extra work. I think that was Gettysburg. And then this is a cool shot from Backdraft getting blown out of the sky. Uh, Tony Delk, basketball player, played a long time at Kentucky. Cool, kind of like collage shot. There's your favorite blown up card. Uh. <laughs> it's your Getty. <laughs> Mr. Blown Up Guard. Um, there's another college shot. He had a pretty good NBA career. Um, comic book. I guess you can call him a legend. Joe Stanton. Long time uh, DC. Uh, here's a cool shot. That's him holding a print. And then here's the actual print. 
And then uh, he actually took over for Dick Locker. He is now the main drawer for Dick Tracy. So I had him sign some Dick Tracy stuff. Uh, this is a return for us. You guys probably won't care about this. Uh, Sonia Bryson uh, Kirksley. She's a retired military, but she is the lead national anthem singer for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so I wish Mr. Uh, <laughs> Summers was on. But cool military return. Uh, let's see, a couple more here. Uh, this one, this one I think was out a while. Uh, Bruce Ritherman. He voiced. Uh, what is it? I'm brown or blank? Christopher, well, Robin. Um, Chris, Christopher, Christopher Robin. Robin. There you go. <laughs> that was, yeah. was like. And the only Robin. reason I can remember that is because there's a meme. Where there's a guy named Christopher Robin that like was arrested for murder, and then that's Winnie the Pooh next to it. Going, oh no, Christopher Robin. Oh no. Um, so he signed a couple Winnie the Pooh photos. Uh, he was also the voice of Mowgli in the original Jungle Book. And here's a shot of him and next to the cartoon there. And there he is. So cool. Disney return. I always like those. Uh, this one is huge. Justin Herbert. He is projected to be the number one quarterback taken in this year's draft. No. Didn't even post it online. So <laughs> it's a autographers anonymous exclusive. That's right. So got three for him, which is going to be big. Uh, this one actually came back today. The lovely Sophia Loren. Wow, she's still signing, huh? Still signing. Still uh, driving down the price of her signature. <laughs> Gosh. Um, she's 85 years old. Signature still looks pretty good. She'd be a good case against. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying anything's fishy necessarily, but the fact that she's still signing and doesn't she live like overseas? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it did come from overseas somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd just be interesting to look at. Yeah. So, very beautiful actress. Um, this one's cool. Um, I like this one for a couple of reasons. I'll show the photos first. This is Ken Collins. He is an A12 and SR71 test pilot. Uh, the SR-71 is the Blackbird. Uh, it's a CIA spy plane used by NASA also. Uh, went so high they had to wear spacesuits. So here he is. Um, here is another shot of the SR-71 Blackbird. Um, next couple I'm going to show you. I'll tell you why it's... I really like this return. Um, this photo is the SR-71 getting refueled in mid-flight and if you can see the inscription it's a two-seater this is an sr-71b it's a trainer there's only two of them made one crashed um, on landing the other one is on my hat uh, is in kalamazoo michigan at the air zoo um, i've been so close i could reach up and touch it it's very cool to see but there's only two in the world one crashed and this guy flew them so pretty awesome um, uh, Money Mike said uh, TTM failed a Beckett uh, or uh, Beckett failed a Warren. Oh, no one recently. cares about Beckett. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
Just saying, be interesting. <laughs> oh, I'll have to look into it. Um, real quick, last one here. This is Ken Collins. I love this photo because he signed it. God bless. Uh, signed it down there. But can you see that inscription? Area 51. Yeah. Area 51. He put Area 51 inscription. How cool is that? It doesn't exist. <laughs> it's secret. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty cool. So um, I think that's it. Okay. Well, I guess we'll move on then. So, um, Stacy, what you got? All righty. We'll get into this. We'll start with purchases first, then I'll get into the few TTMs I've gotten. I'll start off. Got this on eBay. Uh, Jeanette McCurdy. Uh, let's see. And then just a couple of quick autograph world highlights. I've gotten a bunch of stuff in, but I was going to show a couple here. Uh, any freaks and geeks fans out there remember Sam Levine? He was in not another teen movie as well. Did you get a uh, freaks and geeks with maybe him and like have one with Tim and Chauncey? That, that might be a good idea. You messed up, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I never see. Usually when they have him on, they don't have Freaks and Geeks stuff on there, though. It's usually yeah. Glorious Bastards. Uh, then got uh, Debbie Derryberry, who was the voice of Jimmy Neutron. Debbie Derryberry. Derryberry. All right, then the next, the next bunch of purchases I'm going to go into is all stuff, and I actually think he's actually in here watching us. Um, got all this stuff from... Our old buddy David Stotler, Bloodspawn, has a, a shout out for his uh, has a group and uh, group and a store page on Facebook for house. house of a thousand collectibles. I <laughs> uh, got a bunch of stuff from him, but just going to show a few of it here. Picked up this four by six from the Brady Bunch, signed by Florence Henderson and Ann Davis. I don't know if you guys can signature pretty small, but. Both both of them have passed away now, haven't they? Yep. Florence Henderson, fun fact. I wrote to her a couple times, and she was she was one of those weird people that would send a uh, pre-printed autograph with a handwritten inscription from her above it. So she was one of yeah, the few people that ah, drove me crazy. I'm like, why? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> also picked up a Tony Todd. Mr. Candyman. He has one of the most, I, I think he's the guy who has one of the like signatures that changes like all the time. Like it's a chaotic signature. It's not consistent. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I if I remember right, he's, uh, he's one of those guys that just changes it up for the fun of it. You'd have to ask Dave. Dave's gotten him several times in person. So I don't know if, how much of the signatures have changed or what they look he's like. He's in chat. So maybe he can yeah. go on. All right, then we're going to get into a bunch of DVDs and Blu-rays, signed stuff I got from him. Uh, we'll start with the surrogates. This one is signed by Rosamund Pike and Helena Matson. Got two copies of Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. One is signed by Galleon Hurd. And then the other one, Christina Loken. Those are on the actual cover, right? Not the not the yeah, coffee. Yeah. Yep, you, the you can get those DVD cases cheap, so you don't like if that sticker won't come off. You can replace the the cover and the 
DVD oh, into yeah. a new case. Then got this triple signed, how high, and that's signed by Fred Willer, Tracy Walter, Jeffrey Jones. The cool thing about this, they all put their their characters on there, who they played in the movie too. So there's that. Then got a Road to Perdition. This is signed by Syrian Hands and Daniel Craig. I'm guessing he got this one. Craig was on Broadway back a few years ago. And then three Blu-rays here real quick. A copy of The Immortals. This one is triple signed as well. Isabel Lucas, John Hurt, and Mark Margolis. American History X, dual signed, Ethan Suppley and Elliot Gould down there on the bottom. Is Norton still signing? I know back in the day he was signing. I haven't seen anything in a long time. And there's some, like, people suspected it could, uh, might have been secretarial, too. Then the last of the stuff I got from him, I picked up a copy of Barbarella signed by Jane Fonda. That'd be another good case against. Yeah. Then we'll get into the TTM's gotten a few stuff, few things in, few more, two or three more older ones than some stuff I've sent out recently, finally coming back in. I don't think I showed this stuff in the last time, but I don't remember. Um, Anne Margaret signed one of three. There's the one. Hey, I'm Mr. Rhodes. Hey, look, it's Days of Thunder. <laughs> That's not Top Gun? No. Are you sure? I'm sure. Uh, okay. Got two from Robert Duvall. These were out for probably like a year and a half. Yes. Yeah, I would, I would suspect um, secretarials on those, but then like they're out for so long that like. Yeah. Probably. Probably legit. Uh, let's see. Then we got, we'll get into some of the stuff I've gotten in here in the last week or so. Some of my stuff starting to come back in. Got two of two from Mark Lynn Baker from Perfect Strangers fame. He is actually on Broadway at the moment. So there's that one. And then there is that one. Got four of four back from Ann Winters. Um, there is two of them are these two or four by six photos. And then she signed two Blu-ray covers, stuff that she was in fairly recently, signed Night School. And then she's probably scarred for life, but she was in a movie with Nick Cage. <laughs> and this movie's pretty this is typical Nick Cage, a mom and dad. And let's see, got in a DVD cover as well from Adam Green, signed to Hatchet with uh, Stacy Stay Out of His Swamp. So I'll probably try to send this off to Kane Hodder because he played Victor Crowley in this. And got some meat today. Old WWE superstar, is it? Sean Stasiak. Sean Stasiak. AKA Meat. He's actually a chiropractor now in Texas. There's that. And then probably the best thing, got these back, I think, two days ago. 
He is actually on Broadway now as well, and that is Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil on the Netflix series. Sign that one, and then it's shot with him in The Punisher. So that takes care of my stuff. All righty. Well, I guess that leaves it up to me. Let me get my big old stack of TTMs. Oh, wait, yeah. Um, I don't have a stack of TTMs, and I don't know why my camera is a little laggy here, but um, I do want to show off a purchase I made, and uh, I had to do some identifying on this because when I bought it, the person didn't know exactly who signed it. A couple obviously stood out, but um, this is a NASCAR um, 11 by 14, so if the glare would please leave the photo. Um, we have, uh, Danica Patrick, um, Jeff Gordon, um, oh gosh, Kevin Harvick, um, pretty much everybody who was famous in 2013. It's from 2013 because I looked up some rosters and stuff and this matches the 2013 roster. Um, Dale Jr. on there? Is that? Yeah. Dale Jr. Not, not Dale, obviously 2013. Uh, uh, Dale Earnhardt wouldn't have been around, <laughs> um, but Ke- uh, Casey Kane. Um, I-, I was gonna pull up the list. Oh, Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr. Yes, him too. Um, so I have a list of everybody on here, but I was gonna pull it up and couldn't get it up in time by the time Stacy got done with this return. So oh, great, uh, <laughs> apologize for Z- that. Zane couldn't get it up. I can't. It- <laughs> It's common, bro. <laughs> Can't get things up in time. But um, so that's that. At least I have something to show you. Um, and that's it for my returns, even though I got a lot more stuff. I don't want to bring it. I, I, I catalog everything when I get it in, and it's a pain in the butt to drag it all out. So I apologize. Um, okay. So let's go ahead and let me move off a of solo. And uh, I want to talk about an article that was sent in by Money Mike. And uh, we'll just go ahead and full screen this um, right here. We'll take this comment off. And uh, this is an uh, article sent in by Money Mike. I thought it was pretty funny. He sent this in a few weeks ago, but I forgot to post it on the last show. If you're listening to the audio podcast, I apologize. You can watch the video podcast to see this article. But uh, it talks about what do you think about paying for autographs of athletes? I'm not sure what year this is. By the looks of the people, I'm going to go with 70s. Um, but uh, one of my favorites is for Willie Mays, paying $3 is a fair price, but the price depends <laughs> upon the star. I think the admission fee to a card show should cover one uh, admission plus one autograph. Any other autograph should cost extra, but it should be a reasonable amount. So $3 for Willie Mays, you know, that's, I guess that would work. Um, and it goes on. Uh, the, Let's see. This one says, I, I think paying for them depends upon the price. If you start asking five, six, or seven dollars, then I think it's a little too much. Genius. <laughs> Three dollars is a little too much anymore. I wouldn't pay it. And that's from Nancy Page. So, um, oh, 84. Mike's saying, uh, Money Mike's saying 84. So, uh, these days you can, you can add a couple zeros to those numbers 300, exactly. 500. <laughs> exactly. So um, it's just kind of funny to look back in time and and see that stuff. Um, Damn, was even was Zane even born in eighty four? 
Uh, no, it was not. <laughs> so this is before I was born. Um, the the market has changed greatly, and uh, the accessibility of autographs has changed changed greatly. I'd say these are mostly you know conventions back then were only in giant cities, um, especially the ones where William Mays was going to. Uh, anyway, so that was a fun little bit. Uh, we're going to move on to the TTM tool review. And uh, I've got a little demonstration for today. Uh, uh, Mike actually came up with this idea, and, and it, it looks fun. So let's go ahead and do it. I actually have a little board to show you, too. Uh, I'm going to go full screen. You guys can talk it over doesn't. Me. It doesn't involve a blue pill, does it? No, it does okay. not. <laughs> not on this one. <laughs> so... Um, here we have a picture of Mel Brooks signed by Zane Savage. Um, we have three signatures here on the board. One to Mike, one to Chase, and one to Stacy. So, um, God, you look sometimes... awful in that photo. Say what? You look awful in that photo. I know. I'm aging poorly. <laughs> um, so what happens when you get a TTM in sometimes is you need some trade bait. And uh, those pesky inscriptions are kind of a pain in the butt. So we are here to test three different ways to take off an inscription. And we'll see which one works the best without leaving a, um, a trace of the inscription. Now, I, I've already tested one of these, and it works very well. I'll save it for last. But uh, first, let's go ahead and do the alcohol. Now, when I say alcohol, don't do rubbing alcohol. If you, if you take off an inscription with rubbing alcohol, you're most likely going to take away part of the photo. Also, we're talking about glossy here. Matte photos don't work uh, well at all. So um, I, have you guys tried to take inscriptions off matte photos? Ooh, I, I can demonstrate that um, when you're done. Oh, perfect. Okay. So um, first we're going to do alcohol. Now, I like a watered-down alcohol. And for me, the best watered-down alcohol is body spray. So I use BOD. Um, I usually, uh, if I'm taking a full autograph, sometimes I'll spray directly on the photo. But if you need to be particular with it, um, I spray to the cloth. And let's see. Let's take off Stacy here. Okay, so we have Stacy. And uh, he's down here. I'm just going to take off the inscription. You know what? I'm going to take off Chase because this I'd it's going to be a lot easier to be precise with another one of these. So uh, let's go ahead and take this off here. And it's coming off. I know that for you audio listeners, again, if you want to see what's going on, please check out the video version of the podcast. Uh, getting a lot of smearing. So this is common with this way of doing it. So that looks terrible. If you can see that right there, you got a smudge, but he's got to keep going. So I just need some more alcohol. One, one, one tip I use when I, when I do alcohol, I put it on a Q-tip and then have a, like a Kleenex or a, a cloth to wipe, but that will give you a little more precision if you put it on the end of a, a Q-tip. See, I do the smear and then it's a lot easier to work around the smear. See, I use my finger like that. See how my finger is. Basically, I can be pretty precise with that. So, here we go. And the inscription is off. Okay. Uh, the the mark you're seeing there is a dampness mark, not really a, uh, a mark from the pen. That will dry. 
Um, but since the ink is fresh, I'm not seeing an imprint of the inscription. So um, I do know when the ink is old, you're more likely to see a ghosting of the ink. So know that. It's different from fresh ink and old ink. Um, so that's that. Now let's move to the one that I've never tried before, so it'll be fun. Um, this is actually a magic eraser. Uh, this one's a little dirty because I've been using it on some products. I got it at a rummage sale to clean up. Um, so that's what that's from. I'm going to water it down here live on air. <laughs> All right. Got it watered down. And uh, let's go ahead and take away the mic. Whoops. The mic inscription. All right. It's working pretty well, actually. The only thing on this I'm worried about is uh, possible photo damage. There are a lot of chemicals in the magic eraser. Sorry, guys, again, with the audio podcast. If you're interested in this part, please go watch the video on YouTube. So uh, that's that. You can see, got the ink off of there. And it did do damage to the photo. So um, I can't really see it with the glare. But there is some pink color there in the corner where Mike was. Uh, that's basically turned the blue to pink. So... Um, the magic eraser does do damage to the photo. Uh, that's probably the least optimal way of doing this. So now the one that everybody uses and uh, a lot of people, if you don't know about this, this will blow your mind. Um, this is the dry, dry erase marker trick. And, uh, we'll do that one to Stacy here. He's the last one. And if you can see, there is, it looks like there is a smudge. Oh, no, it's, I tell you what, that's not a smudge. That is a reflection of the pin that's in the photo onto the, uh, onto the photo. So that's just a, a shadow. So it's not an actual smudge above that one. All right, so I'm just going to draw uh, over the uh, inscription, okay? And, and the first time you ever do this, you're going to feel like a crazy person. Um, but trust me, it works. So you draw over it like that, take your eraser part and it's by far the easiest way. In my opinion, um, the chemicals are very light, um, no heavy chemicals to damage the photo. Um, also, you're probably not going to get all of the ink on the very first try. There's going to be specks that you miss. So you just color over those specks and boom, it's done. So now I got three signatures. Uh, by far, I would rate the worst one being the magic eraser. The second uh, in, the, in the middle would be the alcohol. Uh, but again, with the alcohol, I have experienced if the signature's on there for a long time, uh, you do get some ghosting with the alcohol. And then uh, the Magic Eraser, by far the best. Um, if you guys have any other alternatives uh, to removing an inscription, uh, let us know. Uh, send us a fanatic feedback on our webpage, or you can also just leave a comment in the chat on our next show. Um, so, Mike, 
you're talking about matte photos. This was a glossy photo. So tell us about matte photos. Okay. Um, my, my preference is the matte photo uh, just because I, I do believe you get less smearing when you get a return. Um, as you can see, matte is not quite as glossy. Uh, doesn't quite have that sheen. It's a little, I guess, rougher. Uh, this is one of the returns I got. Uh, this is from the Wex, Rex Wilhelm. Uh, he sent me a note too, uh, because he is currently working for the government. Um, he couldn't not inscribe it. Um, so since this is for autographs for a cure, I'm going to show you how to remove a inscription from a map. Um, Dave made a, a good comment and I'll get to that in just a second, but I use uh, the casemates dry erase marker. Uh, it has, this one has dual, has a fine point. And then on the other end has the chisel. And I like the chisel because what I do is I just, same thing. I just scrub, 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 scrub. As you can see up top there. And then when I use a Kleenex, and when you wipe it off, wipe away from the signature. And like Zane said, I missed a couple little spots here. So just go back. That almost always happens. Yep. Just touch it up. A couple little touch-up spots. Wipe away from the signature. And touch down. Best wishes. Just like that. So Check for ghosting real fast. Yep, we're good. No, with the Sharpie, um, no, no impression. I can't see anything. Uh, safe. Yeah, I don't see anything either. I didn't have any ghosting on mine either. Nope. Um, the only thing I think on ghosting, it's uh, the length of time the, the ink's been on there. I think yeah. it's more likely to happen with that. And, also, uh, if you have white, if you have white behind the signature. Yeah. That's, it's a lot more likely. That's what Dave uh, said in the comments. Um, as you can see, the background on this is like a gray. Um, if you have a white border, uh, the ink will kind of dye some of the white. So just be careful. Um, as you can see, we removed two inscriptions. They look great. It is not 100% though. So do not think, oh, I just, I'll just remove the inscription. You can ruin photos very easily. Um, I've had stuff that I've tried to remove that I should have easily come off, wiped it off, and then, like, like I said, it will die part of the photo. You'll have some ghosting. Um, also, depending on what pen they can use, you can see the indentation, you know, of of the inscription. So just be very careful. Um, don't do this if you know, you're looking to resell something and, or trade something. Um, and if, if you screwed up, you're going to be stuck with it. So just, just be careful. Uh, it works a lot of the times, but not hundred percent. Just, uh, have an alternative, what you're going to do with it. If, uh, something does happen, for example, uh, map pieces are always an option if you just screw up an inscription. So, um, an inscription removal. So that is, uh, always is an option. Um, okay. So that's our TTM tool review for today. Uh, sorry for audio listeners. Uh, if you want to see that in depth, again, go to YouTube. 
Um, let's move on to the topic for today. And our topic is, is autograph collecting an invasion of privacy? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> now this has to be all negative. No, I'm kidding. We're not doing what we did last week. Um, so um, obviously as collectors, we want to get our favorite uh, celebrities and we go to many different lengths to do that. And we've talked about ethics a lot on the show, um, but privacy is more of a, a hard line belief, I guess. I mean, some people believe privacy is one way and some people believe privacy is another thing. Um, and that, that goes along with celebrities. Their celebrities are very private and their celebrities are very open. Um, but we want to kind of look at some of the ways that collecting could be an invasion of privacy to celebrities. And the first subtopic we're talking about is home addresses, uh, where we actually have talked to a few celebrities on this topic uh, on our old podcast. And um, I know Todd Stashwick specifically said that in no way would he ever want anybody sending anything to his home address. Um, he finds that an invasion of privacy. I think he might even said invasion of privacy. So, um, how do you guys feel about home addresses? Obviously, me and Mike uh, <laughs> and Stacey are avid users of the private address, which would be a home address. Um, well, so. e even we, we all use Star Tiger and preach Star Tiger, but I would say that 80% of those are home addresses. You know, it's just it's a collection of people like us that submit these addresses. Basically, uh, you know, unless you're writing to a stadium, you know, you're you're sending either to a stadium or an agent. If you're not, you know, you're you're sending to a home address. It doesn't matter if it's coming from Star Tiger. That's still a home address. Um, you know, I I'm I'm gonna throw this to you guys. When you guys were huge into to TTMing, like, what do you think the percentage of what you sent to home addresses versus like a stadium. I would say mine's probably 70, 70, 30, you know, 70 to the homes and 30% to either agents, stadiums, or, you know, something not a home address. Mine would be higher than that. Mine was almost all home addresses, uh, mostly baseball, old baseball players that were re retired. You know, there is no necessarily place of vin like work that you could send to. Um, all you had was home addresses. So uh, it wasn't, you didn't really have an option other than that. Those guys are just living normal lives at home. And uh, some of them, a few of them had baseball clinics or something you could send to, uh, which in that case I usually would. But if the home address is there and that's all that's there, I mean, that's, uh, and you need the autograph, then um, that's where you send it. I also find that if people have a problem with home addresses, um, they usually get a PO box and publicize that to the address websites or to somebody writing to them to possibly change on the autograph website. Um, that's a, definitely an alternative that a lot of people use when they do want the privacy. So Stacy, I would say it's probably pretty close to Mike's percentage to you. I would say probably in the 65 to 70% home, um, my case, the other big, the big percentage would be agents. As I'm always sending to a lot of actors, actresses, and there's a lot of agent addresses out there too. But I would say the majority, like by 65, 70 percent, are probably home addresses. Yeah, I uh, sorry, 
Dave, your comment's too big. I got to take it down. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, I, like I said, I, I feel like uh, I, I would want the celebrity to have a PO box. I would prefer them to have a PO box because I do understand the sending to the home address uh, to some people can be weird. So um, if I can get all the weirdness out of the transaction, I would rather do that. Um, but um, not everybody has the extra money or time to go to the freaking post office every day. Um, or even like some of these guys that retire, like baseball players live out in the boonies. They don't even have access to a post post office within 10 miles of them. So um, it's just a lot more convenient to get their mail at their house. Um I don't know. I, I feel like if you get any negative response, we've always been a big advocate of if you get a negative response from somebody for writing to their, their home or just writing to them at all, uh, post that, let it be known, uh, post it on star tiger, let Stark know that way it can be publicly known and uh, people can hopefully honor the request of not writing to that address. Obviously there's always going to be buttheads out there that do not uh, listen but it will cut down on the issue at that point. Yeah, uh, so. I, I, don't, I don't blame all of Star Tiger though. Like, cause you guys are, you know, old school like I am. What, what'd you guys start in a book? What book was right. that? Jack Smalling, the, the right. baseball address book. It was nothing but home addresses. Um, I remember getting my fort, my first, you know, kind of list other than Jack Smalling and it was nothing but stadiums. Um, but Jack's book was nothing but, I mean, it looked like a, a, a phone book of baseball players, uh, you know, other than the, the phone number listed, but it was nothing but home addresses. So I don't, I don't blame star tiger. This has been around a long time, but, um, one, one thing with, you know, private addresses, you know, when we say private, it's just, it's not posted on, a, on star tiger. You know, right. we, we have been in this game long enough and, uh, Zane and I both ran private address websites because we've gotten good at, you know, basically being private, private investigators. We we can track these people down, but it is everything that we do is public information. So, yes, I, with me, I don't have I, I've never had a real big issue with it as long as it's something that you're finding. Like if you're looking on different stuff like white pages and there's other stuff and if it's out there in the public i've never had it's never i've never felt guilty about sent trying to send to that address i know i've sent to some stuff recently with i know zade had a zade had a list that i used but and in that case i mean it's probably a little more borderline using those but i just look at the worst they're gonna do is if the mail even gets to them it's gonna get thrown away or if they don't want that out there, if they, they're going to write you a note and tell you. Well, right. let, let's go, let's, yeah, let's go a step farther now because I, I know Stacy's done this with actually, you did this with iJustine. Uh, you tracked down like a parent address. Oh, I've, done know, that with, I've done that with quite a few. Yeah. I, I, do, that's, you, I mean, do you think that's going across a line where you start, where you're not writing directly to a celebrity, you're tracking down either a parent, a relative, and you're saying, oh, can you forward this to have them sign it? I mean, I, I've never had them. I've never asked them to forward anything. I just sent it because I always kind of knew that, like, in that case with I Justine and her sisters, they always, I mean, they all live out in California, but they always, their family lives out on the East Coast. So 
they always come back for the holidays. So if I tried to get something, I just usually try to send it around the holiday season. But then there's cases like Brandon Roth, who played Superman, is in Legends of Tomorrow. I mean, his address is out there. It's his parent. It's his parents' address. Is that, is that the same with uh, Aquaman? Jason, yep, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa that, I think I believe that's his mom's address. Okay, and that's I, I'm playing the devil's advocate because I've done the same thing you guys have done. I've done it where I've written to you. You know, I've I've gone you know to these places and been like, okay, I'm trying to get this person, so I'm I'm just throwing it out there. I don't see anything wrong with it. You know, I have a unique perspective too because I work with professional athletes. I've seen you know, fan mail come in and heard different things from the players. Um, some of them, all they want to do is go to work, sign stuff at the stadium, and they got super annoyed when they were out in public and you'd come up to them. Other players didn't care. Um, same thing, you know, with the wrestlers. Some Some people don't mind when, you know, somebody shows up at the airport. Other people can't believe they how, how they got the information right. um so when i always send when, I, when i've always sent to like i've tried using parents and stuff i've always put it i've always addressed it to their parents but i always put it in care of whoever is like like justine i put it in care of justine so their parents didn't like open some random piece of mail didn't know what it was i'm assuming they're seeing a letter coming from somebody to their their kid their son daughter whoever it is they probably figure it's an autograph request or yeah and I've, I've done that i did it recently um i'm trying to track down caitlin ohashi who is the uh gymnast that scored all the perfect tens on the floor routine you know she's she just graduated uh college so she's you know in her early 20s she probably doesn't own a house yet so i can't track her down through those means but i you know i can backtrack and find out you know, where she grew up, where, her, you know, her parents' names and track down that address. And that's the route I went because that's, I've tried, I tried going through the school uh, when she was in school and because I'm sure because of NCAA rules, you know, a lot of that stuff doesn't get forwarded to athletes. So I, I, I tried that route and didn't get a hit. So now I've, you know, taken a different avenue and yeah, I sent to her parents' house. I haven't got it back yet, but I haven't just, got wait, it. just wait till that changes when the athletes can get some money for their stuff. We'll see how that changes. See how that changes the autograph game. Mm -hmm. I feel as long as like obviously there's no threatening material in, in the letter and, and you send it to the parents, it's probably okay. It's still I would consider it a gray area. I would it's in the middle, but um, for what we do, I don't see how we can be necessarily against it. Um, the the it always takes just one or two people to ruin it for everybody. So one you know weird letter that could be construed as threatening or something. Um, can really make all the other letters creepy too. And so we I'm do saying. have, and we do have the guy here that be, had the FBI knocking down his door, though. <laughs> yeah, Dave had the. That's right. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting story. We'll have to talk about that sometime. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to our second subtopic, which is work addies. Um, and this can be broken down into a couple things. Um, the obvious work addies, which would be like uh, a baseball player at a stadium. That's where they want you to send fan mail. That's in no way an invasion of privacy at all. But um, if you start getting into like some of the lower level people, maybe um, a baseball player that's retired and they works at a steel mill or something like that, 
uh, and that's the only address you can find, and you know they work at that steel mill. Um, stuff like that. Where do you guys sit on that? I probably, <laughs> in a lot of cases, that's one of the first things. If I'm looking for something, I'm looking. If I'm like, just like what, just like that um, Sean Stasiak I got in today. I mean, that's not his home address. That was his work address. He's a chiropractor in chiropractor in, I think it's in Austin or I'm not sure, somewhere, maybe Dallas, but I mean, that's what I use for that. There's other, there's, I mean, there's lots of cases of restaurants like that because it wasn't, I think one of the, is it Axe or Smash worked at a, they were at some paper company they were working at because that's where the address was for quite a while. The, the one thing about that, I would see uh, maybe it would be a nuisance uh, of the workplace, like um, you hire this guy, supposed you know, regular worker, but he's uh, used to be a celebrity or baseball player or something, and you get all this fan mail in through your work. There was, there was supposed a, to be working. There was a big case of that not too long ago with somebody that was on the Cosby Show, and I can't think what his name was, but he worked at like a supermarket or something. What's it? Yeah. And Harry, Trader, Trader, Trader Joe's. Yep. Yeah, tra- yeah, Trader Joe's. Yep, and he, he, he was just, just an average guy. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the uh, a lot of the wrestlers, like I've I've tracked them down that way. Uh, you know, a very small part of me feels bad because um, tracked down Rick Steiner. He's like a real estate agent, um, but how else are you going to get these guys? Uh, there's right. a current current AEW star, Britt Baker, down here in Orlando. Uh, she's a dentist. You know, it, there you go. It's it's not. It's very common knowledge. She plays that character. She goes by Dr. Britt Baker on AEW. I mean, the the information's out there if you if you want to go that route. Um, you know, but you, you have to be okay with it too because you're, you know, what we're talking about, kind of invading their privacy. Imagine, you know, if you got mail at your work, you know, how, right. how, how would you feel about it? Right, exactly. And, and I, I feel the more uh, the more public or the more the uh, person you're writing to is in charge of the company, the more acceptable it is. So uh, if they run like a baseball clinic with their name on it, then I think that's mm-hmm. almost 100% fine. Yeah, Dave's, but, got a good, Dave's got a good example here too. Like a lot of the, like you have seen MMA fighters. I mean, it's always, almost always their gyms. Right. If you find out where a where a big name fighter trains, that's where that's where the requests are going. Right. But that one one thing that I you know we've kind of joked about, I've touched on a little bit where I've I've kind of dialed back my posting online. It stems from one of these returns. It wasn't a huge name. It was the uh, NWO Sting. You know, it, I tracked him down. It was to a uh, a work address, but I didn't want it publicized because. It's not the one, you know, people on the, on the Facebook forums thought they were funny and found, you know, information. It wasn't where I sent it. Um, and I just, I didn't want him flooded because he works for, you know, a, a pretty high end tech company. Right. And I, I just didn't want that information out there. So. Good day, Phil. Um, uh, Dave has a great one that I'll actually save for the last. I'm going to make that an entire new point. Uh, Cause that's a good one to talk about, but uh, airports, let's talk about airports. So this is IPing, uh something that we're really not uh, versed in and we're quite judgy. Oh my, I just, uh, <laughs> I just uh, activated my Amazon echo. Sorry. Um, so uh, 
IPing or in-person autographing is something we're not very versed in. But uh, let's talk about airports and tracking down stuff. We have people who host on this podcast that do this. We have friends in the community that do it. It's a very common practice. Um, we can have add, add hotels in there, uh, airports, hotels. Um, so this involves research on where the person is going and, and what their plans are. Um, there's groups where you can find that information. Um, and we're, we're harsh on it because we're TTMers and we don't do it. Therefore, we don't understand the ins and outs of IPing. Um, but where do you guys stand on uh, the <laughs> tricky subject of airports and uh, hotels? My, my biggest complaint with the IPers, and I, I won't call them the, the word I used the one time we got scolded by one of the IPers, but the way, the way they, I, I, I got to use it. The, the way they hound these people um, and just push and push and push and then just shove you know, just multiple, multiple things in their face. And you're, you know, you're talking about these guys could be on a flight, a red eye flight. And at six o'clock in the morning, they're getting off a flight after doing a show or whatever. And they step off a plane and here's the guy, you know, uh, sign these. And he has 50 photos. You know, you, I, I don't think you see a lot of fans at the airports. Um, and I'm not going to knock dealers because a lot of those people that they're getting, you know, are not going to sign TTM. So right. good, good for you for it, it's a hustle. Um, the information it's hard, is, it's hard work. It is like it, to, to, to fly wherever the celebrities are going to be or travel. Then you have to do all the research to figure out where they're going to be. You have to have all the materials ready for whoever you're going to see. Like it's not an easy job. A lot of people think autograph hounding is easy. Or IPing, sorry. And, yeah, and and <laughs> yeah, not not. It's not all, easy. But so I can see their framework of if I'm working this hard, I'm going to get as much uh, out of it as I can. But we're coming at it from a privacy standpoint, which I think goes into the gray area and may even go on the other side of the gray area. Um, and until I can discuss fully with an IP or probably not on the show, um, some of the ins and outs of that, which again, I found IPers to be quite secretive about this stuff. So it's hard to have a full discussion and figure out where they're coming from. And some of the, uh, some of the stuff from the other side, um, again, we're talking about people that, uh, do the airports and do the hotels. So Stacy, you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the same thing with Mike on this. It's the, the quantity they're doing when they're trying to throw 50 photos or 50 items and their only purpose is trying to make money off of it. I mean, I'm going to say they're like, I think Mike was going to say not everybody that does this is a dealer. Not everybody that does this is doing it. Try to make a, try to make a quick buck. I mean, I've got, I've got a couple of friends that hit up airports and hit up hotels and stuff, and they're doing it to build their personal collection. They're not trying to, they're not out there throwing 15 items in front of a person. They got one or two specific items they're trying to get signed to finish off a piece or. Yeah. And they're, they're, not, they're not, they're not all pushy. I, I don't want to group all the IPers with the select autograph hounds that are out there that give them a bad name. Um, I, I did see a post from Dwayne Wade. It was pretty funny. Uh, it was 
he signed for, it was like a 6 a.m. flight. He just got off. He signed for two guys and there was a third one that didn't get him. And he's the, the guy's standing at the car and he's just like, Oh, come on, man. I'll pay you. And Dwayne Wayne's like, yeah, you, oh, you'll, you'll pay me so you can go make money off my name. And he's like, <laughs> it, was, it, it was funny, but you know, I, I, I think there's a certain point, like, you know, that you got to give these people a little, a little space. Um, right. I mean, yeah. I personally, I mean, I personally can't rip it because I mean, I buy a lot of stuff off all the autograph world all the time, and that's how. Oh, that, it drives down the price. That's it drives down the price of autographs for collectors. That's. I mean, he does a lot of good things for the hobby. Without these people out there doing the, sh I would say semi shady work, uh, we would be spending a lot more money on our collections due to the rarity of the signatures. And the signature is always going to be rushed. Just like last night, I was watching Zach Ryder has a wrestling figures podcast that he show he has on youtube and he has he had an episode on yesterday or is him kurt hawkins and um keith slater and they were in this store before hit they were they went to this big toy store somewhere before they had to get on a flight but they they were in there there was a bunch of these box wrestling figures and there was a bunch of them that was autographed and they found there was actually a heath slater one in there and Ryder picks up and shows heath and he's like Yep, that's an airport signature. I can tell you that right away. <laughs> yeah, and we've talked about this with uh, Neary, who works with celebrities every day, and uh, he's on that end of it now. And I, I think some of the ideas he has are really good. One per is a, is a good is a good thing. If you're not into uh, if you if you're wanting to avoid that stuff as much as possible, and you're a celebrity, uh, one per is kind of the middle ground. Uh, also, you have the alternative signatures like you just talked about. So you have your paid signature and you have your IP signature. Um, I think that's an important thing. I, I, I'm, I'm for both of those things. Um, I think so, they're important to kind of ha have peace. The, same with me, like, the other big thing, like Mike was saying with the Dwayne Wade thing, is that's the other thing that annoys me the most probably is when an athlete or somebody won't sign for somebody, then that person goes on social media and whines and cries and calls them out and ats them and yeah so that's what, that's just what, let me ask you this uh since you brought neary and cons and i know dave is in chat and he does a lot of cons so you bring in a celebrity and he's you know a, a paid guest you know he's there let's say friday saturday sunday he's getting paid x amount of dollars per day for autographs if you see him out at, you know, Joe Blow restaurant off hours, is it okay to go up to him? You know, he's there as a paid guest and he's, he, you know, it's advertised, you know, he's going to be there, but he's out in public. Is it okay to go up to him and say, Hey, can I have your autograph for free? You know, is, is that invading his privacy during a, a paid weekend when he's on the job or is that okay to do? Here's my view on that. Um, if it's on a napkin or something that's not valuable, then it would probably be acceptable. I would most likely ask for a photo and that's it. Uh, but if you absolutely wanted an autograph, don't have an eight by 10 in your hand, like that would be a bad idea. Um, but if it's like on a napkin or something that's not worth any money and then, then it shows you some more sentimental than, than monetary value. Um, but that's as far as I would go personally. I, I'm interested in what Dave would say too, but uh, our next topic uh, and Dave is in chat. I'm sure he'll respond. Um, so our next topic was actually subtopic was actually restaurants. 
So uh, in general, you uh, look over and you see Aaron Rodgers two tables down. Uh, do you go say hi? He's with his family. We'll do the the stereotypical. They're with their family. Um, do you go say hi? Do you do anything? Do you just sit there and watch them? Eat? I think <laughs> I think with family. I don't know. I don't know if I would have the. I don't know if I'd have the guts to go over and interrupt him. I think really the only time. The only time I've really kind of done something similar was after it was after a WCW house show that was in town. We went to, I don't know if it was a Perkins or Denny's and Raven and the Sandman were in there together. They were playing chess. So that's just (laughs) a crazy scene to see both you guys playing chess. But I mean, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I wanted to, and I finally just kind of went up to him. I just like, I asked if it was okay. I didn't go up there and like, like, will you? I'm just like, well, is it okay to ask if you don't want me to? It's not a big deal. And then they said, they said yes. And they just had, they just quit. They just said something like, if anybody else wants something, come do it now. So we get it done and over with. Right. Because I'm, I'm sure people are used, to, uh, celebrities are used to that, but uh, it's got to be annoying not to be able to go anywhere. With fam- just enjoy yourself, you know. If they're with family or with their kids. I don't. I, I don't think I could do it. So uh, Dave uh, says basically, if you try to get a celebrity's autograph outside of the paid uh, area, then you'll be removed from the Comic Con area slash hotel. So that's a pretty strict rule, I guess, uh, when it comes to cons. So um, just have to wait at the airport when they're leaving, I guess. I got that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Dave went to a lot of the when he went to the Monster Manias. He went to a lot of the VIP parties, so he'd he'd actually probably party party partied and seen a lot of the. He said you can't even do it at the VIP parties. He says he get pictures, but you sometimes like take pics. But yeah, no autographs even at the VIP parties. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's good to know. So if you're going to a con, that's that's definitely good to know. Don't get kicked out by doing something stupid by asking for an autograph uh, in the elevator. Just just buy him a drink at the bar and have a story to tell. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've actually evolved so much since I was first starting out collecting. Um, a, a good story and a good photo are worth more to me at this point than an autograph because, well, I deal with autographs every day and I can usually easily get the autograph of the person if I want. Um, just pay money for it online or. Uh, through another route but uh the story and the picture mean a lot more to me at this point i know only, uh, one, only one of us in here took a piss next to the rock i mean that's almost better than the autograph <laughs> we, we're comparing sizes <laughs> mike one um okay so uh next one uh is i'm pretty non-controversial i would say it's via venue so and this is the second to last one because i'm gonna throw Dave's in as the last one. So uh, somebody's performing somewhere. Uh, you send a request there. Um, I, I don't see a problem with that. I, I, I think you got to research on which venues take uh, requests well and which ones don't. Um, and some of the venues aren't used to fan mail hardly at all. And you can actually be surprised who you get. Uh, some of some of the more unknown venues, some of the smaller towns. I have no, I have no problem with the venue, and I've had yeah. lots. Of, I've had lots of success with it. I, I think that's just like sending to the stadium when it's an athlete. So I, I don't think there's any problem with that because they're that's work for them. You know that that's part of their job. So and it's, it's probably handled by the the stadium 
crew. So they probably, um, that's probably part of their job anyway. I mean, it's yeah. always, it's always a risk. Cause I said, I bet my success rate in via venues is only 10 to 15%. But when you get somebody, I mean, it makes, it makes up for the 50 you don't get. Yeah. You, you're sending those home runs on, on via venues and that, that 10% is, is huge when you get a return. Um, I sent to the, I sent to the reunion of uh, the Avengers of Pete and Pete. Yeah, I they had the full cast, and I, uh, I guess the letter I sent it like a week and a half in advance, and I guess it got there late. And uh, the director of the the TV show, the co-creator, uh, mess emailed me and is like, "Hey, he's like, yeah, the, I, we couldn't get this, uh, we didn't get this in time, but we're having another one in a few months, so I'll, I'll get you covered then." So he sent me a full autograph poster from the entire cast um, from that second event. So like stuff like that does pay off. Uh, and yeah, the percentage is low, but you know, you gotta shoot your shot. And right? I've, had, I've had people who like have contacted me on social, like in your case, Zane, where something might've got there too late, got held up in the mail. I've had two or three different people that have owned the, owned the comedy club or owned the venue that I sent to is like, well, it didn't get here in time, but we'll hang on to it. So the next time they come through this area, we'll get it for you. Right. Well, uh, let's do our last one, which uh, wasn't even on our list, but Dave brought it up. Uh, writing to adult stars who are now out of the business. Um, so this is a tricky one. Um, and Dave's uh, got quite a collection of adult stars. So um, <laughs> to put it mildly, Um Usually when adult stars get out of the business, they kind of want to go anonymous, like put that whole thing behind them and transition to uh, everyday life. And then some cases they could have like, you know, a wife and kids, a husband. <laughs> um, and if you're sending stuff to them uh, and it's got explicit things in the package and, you know, the husband opens it up. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that can go wrong in that situation. Um, if somebody's super famous for being an, an adult star, that's probably one thing. Uh, but if somebody was like, um, around for a couple of years, then faded out and now you're finding their address under their new name or their previous name that wasn't known, uh, I would put that past the gray area, but, uh, I, that's just cause I would be uncomfortable doing it. What do you guys think? I think the biggest thing with that is before you send, do some research, find out if it's somebody that's not in the industry or if, um, like if it's, if it's a playmate from a playboy playmate from years gone by, do some re I mean, do some reading research, find out if that's something that they're, they're still happy that they did that stuff. Or if they're, it's something like Zane said, it's something that they're trying to completely forget about. And if you do enough research and, Yes, I mean most of those play. If they're not on Twitter, they probably don't want to be found. That's a good thing to go by. Um, uh, Scott Scott Shulman asked a question: How far in advance do you send uh, to a venue? Uh, for me, it it depends on if you're sending to a you know a show that starts on a certain time and runs, you know, has a runtime, or it's a one time show, um, like you know, a concert. I got Jimmy Buffett one time you know, sending to one of his concert venues. Uh, I think if it's, you know, a one-time show, I, I think you get it there usually about three, four days in advance. Uh, because like Zane said, some of these places don't deal with fan mail at all. So it, 
you know, goes to the office, they're like, I don't know what to do with this. And it either gets thrown away or shuffled somewhere. Uh, usually a couple days before the show starts, you know, the, then the production people come in. If you can get it in the hands, at least of somebody associated with the artist you're trying to get to, um, you have a better chance. And they usually come in a couple days ahead of the show. Um, but if it's, you know, a Broadway show, just look at the run times and you can send it, you know, right when the show starts or, you know, a lot of, a lot of times all the way up until the end, uh, most of them have been pretty good about forward and forwarding mail. I would say yeah. a little trick on that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Stacey. I was just going to say, like Mike was saying, like with concerts and comedy, like comedy clubs and concert venues, I usually always tried to have it out, tried to send my request out seven days ahead of time, not including weekends. So if that, if that weekend fell in there, I would probably throw a couple extra days in there. But I mean, that's not, I've been trying, I've been pushing that back probably closer to eight or nine days. I mean, I've sent stuff. I, I mean, I, I'm in Iowa. I've sent stuff for like a, seven days in advance to New York, California, and it doesn't it doesn't get there in time. Right, and that's what I was about to say. Um, so you run into the problem of you get it there too early. The mail probably gets lost before the performer gets there to perform. You get it there too late. Obviously, they're not going to sign. So a solution to that, if you're decently confident on the venue um, that forwards mail you can actually use priority which i know it seems crazy but it's just a few bucks more uh and and on the way back you know you can use your stamps or whatever but if you use priority going there it's guaranteed within three days so you know exactly when that package is going to get there and if you're Um, worried worried go ahead and if you're worried about like the venue itself being the price difference. I mean, it's, I mean, there's a, there's a bit of a price difference. You're going from sending using like a dollar 10 to priorities, probably five, six bucks. Yeah. For a photo. You could always contact the venue itself and ask them if they forward, if they forward mail. Yeah. But um, so that's just a few bucks difference. You can still use the stamps for return postage. So you're not out there. Um, so if you're really worried about that time difference, like if you can get it there like two to three days beforehand using priority. So shipping maybe six days before the event with priority, that's probably your best bet to get assigned. Okay. We need to move this train along folks. <laughs> um, we got a fanatic feedback question and, uh, we actually got this a couple weeks ago, but, uh, we missed it cause it came in through Facebook. So, uh, he says this question is for the hardcore collectors like Mike and Troy. Um, and Stacy, if you would show up for the love of God, um, do you ever get annoyed? I tried to tonight, but I don't know. Somebody was trying to ban me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we'll talk about that after the show. Um, so do you ever get annoyed of the autograph addiction to explain what I mean when I'm on the road or watching a show, it feels like every minute or two, a person runs across the street screen or street or whatever, who might be a good target for TTMing. I wrote to these na- I wrote these names down and do research on them later. Sometimes it's really annoying uh, that I can't just simply enjoy Netflix or visit a different town with my wife, talk to my colleagues at work or whatever, as I always have that TTM bug in my ear saying, dang, what about him? What about her? Or does it annoy you that you have the uh, to say uh, you uh, that you have something to say so pressure? Uh, to come, you have the pressure to come home so quickly. To, okay, does it annoy you that you have the pressure to come home so quickly to check the mailbox? 
uh, and then get disappointed as hell that there's nothing there uh, after all the excitement. Wouldn't life be easier without t the TTM bug in your ear or on your neck? Uh, somehow, I believe it would. Uh, thanks for all the work, and I enjoy the podcast a lot. Cheers from Germany, and bye-bye. This is from Andre. I said at so, least now you can um you can check inform delivery first thing in the morning and then get depressed and then get depression. Okay, nothing to go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So informed delivery fixes that, right? Uh, does does fix that. Um, I I don't get annoyed with it. It's become part of my life. I have a little like little black book that I you know always have in my bag or close to me, but I do that all the time. I'll be looking. You know, I I go to Yahoo and see what's happening in the world. And I'll see a news story. I'm like, oh, let me check Star Tiger. And then then the whole process starts. Okay, I can put them on the list. Yeah, I can check them off. Or they don't have an address on Star Tiger. And then the other fun starts. It's like, well, I, I want to see if I can track this person down. So I start researching. So for, for me, that that's that's half the fun. You know, I, I can collect all day and just get stuff in. But... I love doing the research when I see somebody, you know, on a show, I'm like, you know, we, we have our shows that we watch. I'm like, Oh, let me, let me just see, you know, I'll, I'll pull it up on my phone and be like, Oh, you know, they sign. I'll just, I'll make a mental note. Or if I've got my book, I'll write it down. So it, it it's not annoying to me. It's like, Oh yeah, it's just, just part of the game. And it's who become, you are. Yeah. It's become so much part of my life that I, I don't even think about it because, you know, you can have addictions. I don't, I don't smoke. I, I barely drink anymore. I don't go out. You know, I'm 40 plus years old with a kid. And so I'm not going to the bars. This is, this is what I do. You know, this, this is my main release. So I, I don't find it annoying. If I did, then I'd probably be like, Oh, I, <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. So I'd, I'd stop. But um, I, I enjoy, I enjoy that part where I'm like, Oh, let me, let me see if I can get them, you know, cause it, it's cool to be, you know, I, I get something in, and show my wife. I'm like, oh, look who I got! And we we just saw them on TV, and she's like, oh, that's cool. So, that's that's fun for me. Stacy, I would say I'm about the same way as you're always too. the same way. I know everything. Everything. You know, every one of your responses. <laughs> is, that, that, I that, agree. It's, it's been that way tonight. But it's like the same thing. If I'm watching TV, I'm watching something, reading something online. I'm if there's something or somebody that interests me, I'm putting a note in my phone if i don't have any if i'm at home i'll just usually like i've got i've got a notepad that i'll write stuff down in if I, something comes up or i'm thinking of somebody but if i'm i'm at work and messing around on social media and see something then i'm just either screenshotting or just pick putting a note in my phone so I, I will say about the uh, informed delivery before that came along that there was some big yep. disappointment. You'd come home on a Monday and be like, I'm going to have a, a giant mail day. What up, Troy? Giant mail day. And then you come home. It's like nothing that that was depressing because you're you come off a, a Sunday where you don't have mail and then there's nothing on a Monday that sucks. But I like informed delivery. I just want to give a holler out to Reindeer Studios, who is in chat. We gave him a shout out on the last show. He's the guy who does sketches and sends them off to people who get signed. Uh, great YouTube channel. We'll plug him again. Reindeer Studios on YouTube. Go check it out. And we'll be um, we'll we'll be plugging him soon too because he might have a little surprise coming for me. I'm just saying. Uh oh. Um. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our sponsor, and uh, we have an ad read from our own Godfather. Oh, this is just. 
once again, Slab City Sports cards and collectibles. Our friends over at Slab City Sports as Garrett Cardcutter23 on YouTube and his wife Tiffany run a authentication uh, Facebook group, PSA DNA submissions. Uh, we just finished the October one. So you could have got $5 off a submission on the October one, but that has passed. So we're on to the next one and we'll have more information, but go check out Garrett over at uh, Slab City Sports Cards and Collectibles and on YouTube also as Card Cutter 23s. Link and is down below. And Dave, they played the second half, second half of the season about as bad as your Cowboys played Sunday. <laughs> hey, don't be getting into football fights on the show. We only have a, a limited amount of time, man. Um, <laughs> so uh, the giveaway winner, well, our giveaway last week was sponsored by Slab City, and uh, that was a Gordon Beckham signed team-issued hat. And uh, the winner for that is Megan Thompson. Congratulations, Megan. You have won the team-issued hat. Uh, we'll get that out to you ASAP. And uh, let me go ahead and go solo screen here because today's giveaway is something people have been excited about. We've been posting about this in the last week, and uh, people are like, I want it. I got to have it. I got to have it in my collection. It's got to be mine. And uh, <laughs> what I'm talking about are two different things here. Um, first, we have a cast autographed 8x10 or co-host aut uh, autographed 8x10. All six uh, hosts right here. Not We have more than six hosts, but I, we can only afford to have so many people drawn in our photo, <laughs> people. So, uh, But we got six, one, six of the hosts here, uh, all signed under the animation, uh, animated photo, our little photo there. So this is an 8x10, hand-signed by everybody. Um, then we also have this which is a full set. Let me go ahead and open it up of tops trading cards signed by the autographers anonymous gang. So you have Zane Savage, you have Troy Rudder, you have Chase and Inc. You have Andy Summers, you have the Godfather and you have, uh, I forget this guy's name. Oh, yeah, Stacy Schaefer. <laughs> so um, that's a full set of the hosts, and one of these is up for grabs. So the way we're going to do this is whoever wins this giveaway gets to pick what they want, the 8x10 or the signed tops card set. So uh, whoever wins gets that choice. So the question uh, for today is, what autograph did you accidentally ruin? So what autograph did you accidentally ruin? For us collectors that have been collecting for years, I guarantee that there are uh, there are instances where you accidentally ruin an autograph, either re removing an inscription, like we talked about earlier, or just putting it somewhere where it gets bent or torn. Um, there's a lot of ways to ruin autographs. So go to our website, autographersanonymous.com, autographersanonymous.com, graffersaa.com takes you to the same place shorter um, and click the giveaway button, fill out the uh, information, answer the question, and you're entered to win um, a signed item from us. And again, you can pick the eight by 10 or the card set. So that's the giveaway for this week. Go enter. Enjoy.
uh, good luck. And uh, we're going to move on to the case against nominations. So we try to do the case against as much as possible. It's one of you guys' favorite segments. And so we're trying to do it every other show. And uh, this week we got six nominees. We're going to whittle it down to two nominees during this show. And you guys will vote on who gets uh, the case against them on the next show. So our nominees for this week are, sorry about my hair, by the way. I don't know what the heck is doing. <laughs> I got like a mohawk going on or something. Um, the the, uh, the uh, nominations for this week are Hank Williams Jr., some of these were submitted, by the way, in our Facebook group. We asked for some nominations, so thank you for sending your nominations. Uh, Hank Williams Jr., Brett Favre, Colin Powell, Christopher Plummer, Henry Winkler, or Jimmy Carter. Pretty solid group there, I think. It's going to be hard to whittle it down. So, our question at the beginning of this every time, who can we throw out first? Christopher Plummer. Plummer. <laughs> Why do you guys always want to throw out Plummer? I'm pretty sure he's secretarial. He's, he's not relevant. What has he been in lately? He was in Up. He was the bad guy in Up. That came out like 10 years ago. No love for Christopher Plummer. Okay. Well, I can, I can narrow it down to the three that I would, at least the, th the three that I'm trying to decide from. Don't do that yet, Stacy. Hold on to it for a second. I'll mark off Plummer since you guys said it in unison. <laughs> um, so that leaves with us with Hank Jr., Brett Favre, Colin Powell, uh, Henry Winkler, and Jimmy Carter. Favre is not signing anymore, correct? I, I think that window is closed. So, I, okay, I would, so I, do you want I to mark him off? Yeah. Yeah. So bye-bye, Favre. You stop signing so you don't get a case against you. Um, so Hank Jr., Colin Powell, Henry Winkler, Jimmy Carter. Colin Powell's name is Colin. He would he would probably be the next person I would knock off. Well, you guys think can you think of any positives of doing Colin Powell? Excuse me, that does not sound right. <laughs> of uh the can, case against Colin Powell. Can, can we can we cleanse the colon? Cleanse it, you guys, Clint. for knocking off Colin. I'm good with it. Dave was like, Plumber was the only one I cared about. Yeah, I'm interested in Plumber <laughs> too, man. You got to get these these other guys on board. I'm just happy my Winkler's still here. Um, well, he's he's one he's one of the two that I want. So yeah, so Hank Jr., Henry Winkler, and Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. My, we got, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, my, my two would be Carter and Winkler, but I'm okay if Williams is in there too. Cause I, just, I, I like, Hank, a lot of. I like Hank Jr. Just because it came off, you know, somebody off uh, the Facebook forum. So that's, that's fan requested. Um, Winkler's do. I, I, I think Winkler's do too. The, the only so. reason, the only reason I brought Jimmy Carter again um, I saw somebody post something back from him, and he he took a nasty fall, and I think he's sending out auto pens right now. Really? Yeah, they sent back. It it was him and his wife, and it looked it wasn't it, it was a full on Jimmy Carter. So I I think it's auto pen right now. But like I said, his his health he took a bad bad fall. So I, I think we can get rid of Carter for now, and we'll we'll see if he starts signing because I I have a request out to him. So. 
Yeah, I think we're definitely going to end up getting to Carter, but uh, I think Hank Jr. and 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 Winkler are stronger candidates at this point. Uh, that's, Winkler that's, a good, would, that's a good combo. I think Winkler would blow the doors off if we if we did him. But I'm just being biased. Sorry. Um, so we have uh, Hank Jr. and Henry Winkler. Those are the ones we have nominated uh, for this week. Uh, you can go on Facebook, you can go on Twitter, or you can go on our website, autographersanonymous.com, and vote on who you want to see in the case against. Um, that poll, um, all those polls will run for one week. And after one week, we will select a winner, and uh, we'll do our research for the next week and present the case against either Hank Williams Jr. or the case against Henry Winkler. So that's it for the case against nominations. And we'll see who comes out on top. Um, guys, that's the end of the show. Uh, don't forget to go check out our fanatic feedback also on our website. Everything's on our website, guys. Um, just click fanatic feedback and you can ask the show a question and we'll answer it on the podcast. Um, and it's promotion time. So uh, let's start with Stacy. All right. Just hit up. Instagram, you can follow all my collecting stuff that's collecting with the dude on there, or just my autograph related stuff is at that autograph dude. Also, the show's Instagram is Autographers Anonymous. And I want to try getting some more of you guys to start sending some stuff in for us to post on there. I know Mike has done a couple of things on there now. If you guys get something in and you guys want us to show it off, promote it, or promote something you're doing, drop a DM. And I will get the stuff posted on there so we can get some more content on there. Sounds good. Mikey? Uh, check out Graphers AA, Autographers Anonymous for everyone's links. Uh, go check out <laughs> Fabric Fobs. That's not in focus, man. You got to advertise oh, well. Come on. No, I'm kidding. There <laughs> we go. It, it's, it's Pam Anderson. Yep, that's that's nice. Uh, check out Zane's stuff, uh, Etsy and eBay. Uh, he always promotes us on um, the website. But I, do you have a link for your stuff on on the site? I don't. No, no, I I don't no. know. But having so, my store link feels a little weird <laughs> on there. So so go check him out. Uh, Bar- Bargain history. Yep. And uh, Etsy, eBay. Okay. Perfect. Thank you for the promotion. Um, well, I will also be selfless here and promote uh, identify your autographs on Facebook. We have some people that are actually watching from that group. I try to post the podcast live on there so they can see what we're all about. Um, identify your autographs is a group where I try to help out people and identify autographs. And uh, I recently did a stream, just hopped on and we started identifying autographs for fun. Uh, we started off with mine. And then of course the group started submitting stuff while it was live. So I think what I'm going to try to do is uh, do some live streams where I d- try to identify some of the group's autographs live on air. And uh, maybe I can get some of these guys to hop on with me sometime uh, and we can do that. Again, that's just uh, kind of a charity thing I do to try to help people out that uh, don't have any idea what they have. You know, um, a lot of people aren't versed in autograph collecting. So that's identify your autographs on Facebook a pretty large group so it should pop up first so um all right guys uh that's the show for today i hope you guys enjoyed and you take care all of you autograph addicts